Thank you, Jesus, for this um, awesome opportunity to be with your people. And I pray that you'd give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive the revelation of your truth. Thank you for joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Laughter is good medicine. Lord, and even as we look at these serious subjects of uh, the end of the world or end of the age or Jesus coming back, which is good, yes, we're happy with that, that you give us, Lord God, the, the, um, the revelation of your truth to know that you are with us, to give us hope in these days, that we will look to you, Lord God, and be and be uh, encouraged to be lifted up, Father. Give us your wisdom. May we speak as the oracles of God, Father, and call our attention to the scriptures you want us to look at in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, um, all right, put away the phone. We are in an, <laughs> a, yeah, all right, everybody, put, put away, away your, your phones. Put away your phones. Okay, we got something exciting to off. talk to you today. You're about. listening right now, okay, yeah. with the well, with, with an open heart and a teachable yeah, heart. Yeah, we got, we just got back from a, a huge conference, not that we're going to talk about the conference, but it just put my attention back on the fact that my people perish for lack of will, wisdom or knowledge, Yes, and that, that we are in days in an age where we need to be very wise, not deceived, not being fooled by what other people are doing or saying. Um, and so, with that in mind, let's go on and look at this um, uh, topic today. Well, the topic is is deception. And, uh, you know, deception is, you know, it, it just you see something and you think it's something and it's something else. Yeah, be right? not deceived. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Right, and then, right, and then, right. And, uh, and, and, and it, the thing is about deception is that you don't know that you're being deceived. Correct. You're being that's, fooled. That's you're being deception. sold a bill of goods. Yeah. You're, you're being led in a direction that's, that's erroneous and destructive. But in a sense, in a sense, I think we're built by God to know even the people who, who are in those places of error, even so there's a, there's a, a, a witness in your spirit, that there's something more, there's something wrong, there's something that has to change. Uh, well, there, yeah, there's some people that, that really cross the line on deception and where their conscience gets seared, well, gets you know, hard. Jesus but, said this would be one of the signs of the end Well, days. Let's, re- let's look at this in yeah. Matthew 24. And uh, just to get the setting here, Matthew 24, verse 1, then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And they were all impressed with these, you know, buildings and all that stuff. And uh, Jesus said to them, "Do you, do you, do you not see all these things? Okay, look at this. Mm-hmm. And it's not just seeing all these things like seeing the building. Yeah. All right. In the big showy building they had, their Herod's see all temple. These things is actually the problem. Right. Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. You know, I think what's happening here is they were so familiar with the temple, with looking at things as they are, that nothing's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. This is safe. We, this is our stability. This is our foundation. This is the temple, for after all, you know. But, but and so we can get that complacent, that com, com, compliant, that uh, unaware. That mindset, yeah. You know, that the deceptions that we look at and that are swallowing us up, that are eating us alive, are not things that often appear suddenly. Uh, they're, they're very subtle. They come in over the course of generations or decades, even people. And pretty soon you're accepting standards and believing things that were shocking and repulsive to the generation before you. Yeah. And you, you, you get to the point, you can get to the point where you can't get out of it. You know, yeah. where, where, where it's like, you know, the old story of the frog that gets right. cooked, in the, cooked in the kettle. That's and exactly You put the happening. frog in the kettle and you raise the temperature one degree at a time. And before he know it, before he realizes that he's mm-hmm. cooked, he well, doesn't th- jump out. I think that what Jesus is talking about here, just to, you know, I mean, everybody, not everybody knows these scriptures, but this one, Jesus said he, he nailed it. He absolutely oh, oh, oh. nailed it when he said. Well, listen, look at here. It says, here's, he's, he says in verse three, he says, it describes what he's saying here. And now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately, okay? We, they, want, they want the inside information. 
tell us when will these things be mm-hmm. and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. It's kind of a three-part question. And yeah, and, and, and I've got to say this. Jesus absolutely nails it when he answered them with this simple statement, take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed. Do not be deceived. Be not deceived. Don't be tricked. How, how are people getting tricked these days? I mean, yeah, we've read this scripture a lot of times. Many of us have read it a lot of times. But how are people? It's like this. It's like, uh, you know, Jesus said, do not be deceived. Jesus said the wolves would come mm-hmm. in sheep's clothing. He said, and Peter, the scoffers would come who would say, where's the promise of his coming? People just, it's like, it's we're so used to this, this gradual cooking of the frog the heating up of the water that we just don't, don't even, even we, we don't, don't even notice the it. you know the the, we're, the the antichrists jesus said they would come they the preachers uh, would come peddling another gospel paul said they they've come perilous times would come timothy yes they're here deceivers would come deceiving and being themselves deceived yes they're here cyborgs and trans transhumanisms and human yeah. humanism is here um, yeah, some people might not be familiar with those terms. Yeah, well, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get into that. But he says, many will come in my name yeah. saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Now, what, what is a Christ? A Christ Isn't means it? the <clears throat> anointed one. Yeah. Okay, so there are many people that may necessarily, well, I am Jesus. No, that's not what we're talking about. They're saying, I am the one you need to listen to, that you need to follow. And it can be all the way from... Uh, movie actors to preachers to evangelists to um, rock stars. Well, you know, you know, I get that, but you know, I think that deception is way deeper than that. I think it's coming oh, yeah. again out of our being so sedated, so familiar, and also hopeless. I believe there is an element of giving up. Who cares? It's going to happen. I can't stop it. Just you know, just give me a nice, comfortable chair and a bowl of popcorn and a nice movie to watch until this thing is over. You know, and it's it's like we we're kind of trying to escape our own life, and 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 in that we're being deceived as well because, you know, the hopelessness, the fear, you know, not being ready, feeling like you know, so much has been done, to mess up your your concept of who the Father God really is that most of us want to just simply avoid him, well, stay out of trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. He's mad at me. I'm just going to hang out here in the back forty until you know everything blows well, over. Well, you mentioned about escapism because life is is very painful. It can be very boring. It can be very painful. It can be very frustrating. So much going on. And so a lot of lots, just think of how much of what we do on, on, on earth here is escapism. And or meaningless. We, we want to get into a another realm. We, we're well, not, that's because we're, we're not made... liking things as they are. We're not liking right. ourselves as we are. So mm-hmm. we, we want something different. Well, that's because we have been made in the image of God to want to be good and holy and pure and full of meaning and purpose. And that is the draw. That is the thing that that puts up the tension between who we are now and where we're at now in the snake pit and the the idea of eternal life or the idea of utopian uh, existence or, or heaven. Uh, so we're, we're kind of in this really uncomfortable place down here where yeah. our, our soul is stretched and we're confused, and we're in the snake pit. And Satan is is, is conditioning, uh, brainwashing, reorienting uh, uh, people in this pit to believe lies, so that he can take them out, uh, well, just take them out, destroy exa- them. Exactly, because you know we have to remember that God, the Creator and the Sustainer of the universe, is is over all. He created everything. He's still over everything. His plan is going to be f- fulfilled. But it's just like you can take a quarter, a, a, a 25 cents, and put it in front of your eye and block out the sun. What happens is that we, what we see, uh, it, f- what we live in and what we see for the most part is this nasty, nasty world. First uh, John 5, 19 scary. says that the whole, we know that the whole world lies under the sway of the evil one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he is known as the God, small g of this world, the prince of the power of the air. And and he in, in John eight forty four, Jesus described him as a liar and the father of lies. Mm-hmm. We go all the way back to the Garden of Eden right. to see the lies. Right. He lied he went directly against God's truth. But what happened? And, you know, Eve started looking at you know what she saw, what what she saw, what, what like, she yeah. felt, what her desires were. And it 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 uh, trumped 
the word of God. His promise. His, 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 the truth, his actually, because she had already had truth. all the yeah. stuff she was thinking she didn't have. Right. So she went you know, beyond that, and, and that's basically the story of mankind to this present day. Well, you know, it all starts, like you said, back in the very beginning when war broke out in heaven, and that war came to earth. Right, before before the creation of Adam and Eve. Yeah, mm-hmm. Satan and everybody. But, but so when we go back, we have to read also in Ecclesiastes, it says there's nothing new under the sun. What is being done has already been done. Looking, so to find what's going on now, we really need to look back to, to the, the, the past and see, to know what is coming now. So you have to look back to see what's going to happen, to know what's coming next. Because it's the same thing that's already happened. And I think we, we, you know, people don't want to get that complicated in their lives. They just want their nice, simple, nice life. In America, we want our nice you know, three-car garage, our nice little 1.2 children family, our nice, good six-digit income, our um, you know, you know, fun weekends you know, and, and big fancy vacations and fine cars, fine everything. And we don't really, I mean, that's not enough. It's, it, it isn't even enough for those who want it to be enough because it's never enough. You always have to have more, more, more. And in, in, in the process of all of this, we are, there are crises all around us. It's hard to not see the crises of other people, the pain, the hopelessness, the despair, and of the normal, common, everyday person. There are a few that can escape for a while longer because they can get to the top of the iceberg and hang out because a little longer have, before, the, the before the cl- flood takes yeah. them over. But the thing is, going back to the beginning, uh, we God does not want us to be ignorant of the devil's devices, and there are many devices. And believe you, most of you got one in your hand right now, probably, or you're looking at a screen. And those are devices, and they're they're very divisive, also, because they are setting up virtual realities. They're setting up distractions. They're setting up. They're they're messing with your frequencies, um, and that's why we, you know, we're very biologically, physically, spiritually connected in every way. And when you're messed, when your frequencies are are a mess, or your stomach doesn't feel good, you're not going to be spiritually very uh, active or alert either. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing new under the sun. You know, what was in the beginning? Well, in the beginning, there were giants, you know, and, and you know, and there were demons, fallen angels, and even demons are not the same thing. But that was in the beginning, and they Genesis were plotting, six. they Genesis were plotting six, against yeah. God. And people mm-hmm. don't, even in the Christian church, people don't know about the giants and the plot when the, the fallen angels took human women and created offspring, and those offspring became um, the the Nephilim or giants, men of renown, and then when they died, their spirits couldn't go anywhere because they weren't fit for heaven or hell because they were half human, half angel. And this is where we got the demons. So they prowl around you like demons. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's, they where, that's where the demons are. Evil it's, spirits. It's basically the disembodied spirits. They're homeless. Yeah. Of those of the and, Nephilim. And so that's so. Th- this is we're in a in a more than a just a. Uh, whatever meets the eye kind of dimension. There, this is a, a, a multi-dimensional spiritual matrix. Ma- good word, thanks. I call it snake pit, but well, matrix is, pit, yeah. is very, very good. To, and and so this madness is is escalating now. When Jesus is talking about the end of the world, being not deceived, it's actually actually escalating to the final culmination where we're going to have the collision between um, the this demonic uh, orchestration of the resistance and the return of Jesus Christ. So they're, they're coming into this moment of collision not too far in the, in the near future, mm-hmm. and I think people are sensing that. And they don't, if, either if they're still awake enough to know that there's something to be alarmed about. You know, that, some of them have just checked out already. They're just not playing in this this set of reality at all. They're, they're back in a virtual reality. Oh, no, we're talking about people at all levels of society, yeah. all age groups. I mean, every uh, every generation has a certain life experience growing up and growing, you know, going into and adulthood we think, and so yeah. forth. So, so there's some different experiences. I mean, if you look back, you know, my, my father, my parents, our parents, yeah. uh, they went through the Great Depression. So they had a whole, it formed um, in the 20s and 30s, they they formed a whole different view, world view of things, mm-hmm. in part because of, of what, what they, they went through. Yeah. So everybody goes through different mm-hmm. things. We have different stimuli. We have different experiences. We have different things that are going on politically. Or personally. Uh, personally, yeah. uh, educationally, all that sort of thing. Well, and, you know, in, in talking about deception, this is, you know, off the subject, on the subject, but this morning I was, Praying, and one of the things the things that the Lord said to me is, um, 
you know, and this is just a little example of of this deception. This is just a little example of how we are being swallowed up by the things that we're entertained by. Uh, actually, those things are being the things we're creating to destroy ourselves, or the things that have been created to destroy us. Um, your world has been flooded with actors who have moved from behind the cameras and off the movie sets um, and the stages uh, to into the halls of everyday life in, in Congress, the streets, our newscasters, uh, everyday lives mm-hmm. to bring the world of pretend and illusion and their script, you know, into the into our real world. There, there, there's a scripted agenda. There's a narrative that has been written by a mastermind mm-hmm. to control and persuade the masses. And these actors, I mean, you know what? I, I was funny. I was listening to a little gal. She had just turned on the news, and she hadn't been listening to the news for a long time. And she said in a question, a very innocent question, why are the newscasters um, giving their opinions? Right. <laughs> why aren't they just telling us the news? Well, she didn't realize that now newscasters, that's all they do is give their opinions, and it's it, it, all... It's all spin. Yeah, and that's part of the deception. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. part of the get frustrated, get mad, go away, not going to participate. You know, and and in, even there's nowhere to go to get mad to go away because you're the the problem with believers is you think you can just you, know, you think the rapture is going to keep you there. You're going to hold on till Jesus comes back and rescues you, um, and that you're going to just you know, we're here. There's no God left us here for a reason and not just to be. Um, uh, you know, just to sit around in church or something. Well, to wait for to this wait. thing to yeah. go blow over, so to speak. Um, you know, it's happening now, and it's now is the time. Now is the day to dig in and and take a stand. You know, you may have been kind of complacent in your own life, kind of passive, passive aggressive. You know, you don't want to take charge of anything yourself for yourself. Take responsibility or grow or learn or press into God, whatever. Uh, and you get mad at those who are, or that those who are. Pro- promoting that idea in you. So it's time for you to take the initiative by the power of the Holy Spirit in you mm-hmm. to appreciate your own life and why you're here, why you are here, while you're here, both. Mm-hmm. So that's a big issue for so many people. I mean, there's people that are 89 years old, 80, 90 years old. They don't know why they're here on earth. And it's it's pretty well, it's pretty sad to you know you haven't figured it out after that. But but there's there's so many confusing things. There's, there's so many poles. Yeah. So many poles and voices calling us. Oh, come here, do this. Well, do you know, this. don't do that. Do this, and so people are really confused because there's no. But I think basic we simpler moral than that. Compass. There's no. Yeah. There's no standard. You know, to, to go by anymore, except what I feel like. Well, yes, exactly. That's ex- the standard is my standard. My whatever soul, I want it to be, truth soul. is. Yeah, my truth is whatever I want it to be. You can have what you want for truth. I'll have what I. And there's no absolutes. There's no. There's no. You there. You can't build a house on shifting sand. And and if you take the absolutes and the and Jesus Christ is the absolute truth. Out of the things, what do you got? You got nothing more secure or safe or solid or confident than anybody else out there. So I think that one of the problems is, one of the problems obviously in dealing with pain and this feeling of meaninglessness or emptiness or mindlessness or we're just useless eaters, so to speak. We've become, you know, a burden even to our own selves. Our life has become a burden to us. It's full of pain. It's full of hopelessness. It's full of pointlessness. It's full of contention. It's full of, you know, and yet for all that, if you stand up for any reason, you become a target. You know, if Paul says, if I tell you the truth, do I become a prey to you? Yes. People who tell the truth get murdered. They get killed. They get assassinated. This is a big deal down here. We're not, this is not, you know, you can't avoid it and ignore it and pretend like it's going to go away. And, and, but on that, on the other side of that, that coin of, you know, reality, so to speak, one of the biggest addictions that's going to be coming these days is the addiction to virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Virtual reality. Well, my goodness. <laughs> that means that means you know people yeah. are living in their a artificial fantasy, in the fantasy, plastic, and it's, and, a, and it's a three dimensional world. They're going to get the capabilities to make this world it, like the sim world. It's you make it what you want. You can be whatever you want to be in that world. You can be a hero. You can be a uh, you know a savior. Well, it's interesting how you know how this has evolved over the years. I mean, the fantasy world. It's just like you you know a kid reading a book, a storybook. They fantasize about. You know, imagine being, you know, 
when I was a kid, you know, you could read cowboy books or right. whatever. You imagine being a cowboy or a fireman or something like that. Or, you know, if you read the superhero comic books, right. you'd, be, you'd be Superman, Batman, that sort of thing. And, and you know, something that you're just Well, video games nowadays, too. Right. It's like you that you video can games, step into there. You, you step into that realm. And and then you put the you know put these goggles on and you can be there you can you can be there well, you, you know can what? be you can be really anything that you want to be without in, much in your effort. imagination right with but it's all it's all a false yeah it's all well a false it's, it's but it's very addictive it's, I believe very that addictive. people who are addicted uh, to virtual reality in, the, in will be far surpassed those who are gripped with the stupor of pharmacia. I, I really believe that our treatment programs, I mean, keep getting people to quit going there and mm-hmm. believing the truth of who they are is, is going to be a big um, uh, way that people are going to be dismantled and taken out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it, it's a way to medicate your moods. It's a way to change your reality. So virtual reality, escaping, uh, we think we're escaping, but we're still in the cages. Mm-hmm. That are well, holding us in helplessness not, not and hopelessness. Escaping, we're not escaping reality. We are becoming more entrenched, more entwined yeah. well, in, 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 in lies and fantasies. Well, one of the biggest deceptions that we go, have to go back to, and Satan has been plotting this all along, is this most recent deception that is hitting the uh, millennials and the younger ones is that God does not exist. Well, yeah, and it goes back to uh, Nietzsche, the old philosopher Nietzsche, who had a great influence. On um, not Hitler, on not Hitler, yeah. On Hitler, and uh, basically he said, you know, God is dead. Do what thou wilt. Yeah, be your remember own god. Back in the what sixties, I don't remember what it was, sixty-five or something. The Time magazine cover, God is dead. Well, you and so mm-hmm. you know, uh, do what thou wilt. God is dead. Do what thou wilt. That is the code. That is the that's the uh, mantra. Of of Satanism. Well, if God Satan does worship. not, yes, exactly. If God does not exist, do so whatever you want to do, it does. What, what, what doesn't matter. matter? It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, it doesn't. There's no one, no accountability. Nobody you have to right. answer to. It. So it. What what I do doesn't matter. And the other side of that corollary is I'm alone. I'm on my own. Who cares? So this creates that incredible vacuum where people have no. They're, they're, they don't feel safe. They don't feel loved. There's no they anchoring for their loved. soul. They're alone. They and, don't experience love. And that, so they're afraid. They're anxious. Yeah. And this is what we are trying to escape from because we go back to the very simple God loves you. People don't know that God has a place in, prepared in heaven for you. They don't believe that anymore because where's heaven? Well, you know, where's God? Well, I'm going to be my own God. Where Satan is so messed up the narrative mm-hmm. that people can't seem to find their way through. So they get locked or sidelined or detoured off in some sort of virtual reality or or, or bogus pursuit of something, mm-hmm. and, and going back to if God exists, and this is hitting the kids. The kids are, why shouldn't I commit suicide? Yeah. Why shouldn't I? Well, why if, should I obey the rules? If you just, you know, the suicide rate among young why people. Why should I get a job? Right. I mean, and, and I just, even just in recent days, just looking um, just on the, on the news, I mean, those that deaths of young, you know, pretty pr- predominant people, Prominent. Prominent. I was going to say predominant. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> predominant. try to be predominant anyway, but prominent, you know, people, well, well-recognized people like in music and acting and right, the, they're the dying, different things. Suiciding. They're dying, you know, and they're, saying, like well, they're saying it's suicide, but who knows? You know, you don't know for sure. Well, and not only that, <clears throat> but on the other side, that continuing plot. But it's tragic. It's <clears throat> tragic. No, no, either there's way. There's so much out yeah. there that's dangerous. Even in the video games, there are certain wicked games now that are designed to seduce kids, challenge them, uh, uh, dare them to commit suicide. Yes. Step by step, they're, they're told to go do this ter- terrible, dangerous thing and then do that. Sit on the railroad mm-hmm. tracks, go, you know, walk this on... This is th- for little kids. This yeah. is not just for, you know, and, and they're, and these adults. Yes, and this is part of... And they're in the video world and they're in the... the and these things are... And there's no... Reason not to, according to them. There's no reason not to be, to kill yourself. Why why bother staying here? So here's an issue. What would you suggest for parents that have kids that are in, into video games? And this can start when they're like, you know, two, three years old. They're, they're in, they get locked into the media. Well, and I know this. That you got, I'm, I would say to parents, I mean, you have kids that you've got to know. Well, you, I don't know if you he, can, but 
be aware of what, you know, what your kids are watching. Your kids become your tyrants within a couple of years if you don't be a parent. Exactly. Here's the problem. If you if you start out feeding them the sweet things, you know, for their first tastes, uh, the fruits and the sweet things, as opposed to the vegetables, they sugar, will not sugar, like the sugar, vegetables. Sugar. Yeah. They will get a taste for the sweet first. It, if you if you let them play video games because you want them out of your hair, it keeps them quiet. And yes, it does. It keeps them quiet and they're being programmed right. by these spirits behind these these games. Then you, you, by the time they're two years old, they're demanding from you things that they had no right and they, and they wouldn't have even thought of until uh, they're 18. But we have got to stop that. You cannot, you've got to reverse that. These You don't understand how dangerous these things are. They're messing up their vibrations, their frequencies. They're, they're creating a little, uh, th- th- these things that are coming out of the video games are teaching and training and taking over your children. They're conditioning them. These are entities. These are spirits. These are not innocent little toys. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, people, are, but, it's, but it's so much easier just Keep the kid quiet. Right, right, yeah. Because, yeah. because, you know, I'm busy with my own life, and this kid is kind of an intrusion, a burden, and just keep him quiet, keep him quiet, and pretty soon they'll be telling you what to do. And this is, I know this is overwhelming. Well, to part some. of it, too, you know, let's, let's just look at some of the side effects, not to get off on a bunny trail here, but, you know, we have this childhood obesity thing. Yeah. You know, part of it is nutritional. Part of it's emotional and spiritual. No exercise. Part of it's physical. No exercise. And I was part just, of it's eating the wrong I, food. I was just listening to a guy the other day. He said, "You know, I remember, you know, when, when I was a kid. And this is this is a guy that's like thirty-five years old. And he said, you know, we used to just you know get on a hop on our bikes and go down to the park and play football, play basketball, you know, play tackle football, you know, beat ourselves, be outside, beat ourselves up, get into fights, climb a tree. Now what kids? I mean." For the most they're part, they're in the house watching television. They're playing. in the house watching television on their games, mm-hmm. on their phone, on mm-hmm. their devices, and it's it's very this very is, unhealthy. This is diabolical. This is this is, deception. This is what this Jesus is, is talking about. Do not be deceived. This is absolutely programming. And Jesus said, "Do not be deceived." But He didn't say, "Well, and watch 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 out for the video games." He didn't say that. But that's part of how we're being deceived. It's 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 in our food. It's in the air we breathe. And you know, it creates hopelessness in people. And it and really, I think. Um, that hopelessness and and fear and anxiety are the hallmark of this generation. And Jesus said, by their fruits you shall know them. So we're not pursuing God in a way that brings peace and joy, righteousness, peace, and joy. We're actually setting ourselves up uh, the, 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 to exactly uh, experience what Jesus said would happen, mm-hmm. this deception, um, this destruction. But going to a little bit more of the hope side of it, there is a there is a ho- there's hope for us. There's hope uh, versus despair. There's there's peace in 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 even in the the place of terror. There's mm-hmm. peace. There's peace. There's God. So where do we look to get and find it? Well, two places actually. You look up mm-hmm. and you look into the Word of God. God's word. Yeah. And and you know people say, oh, I can't read the Word of God because it makes me feel so guilty. I get I get sleepy when I read the Word of God. That's also a plot. Do you have mm-hmm. a mouth? Then use it. Ask mm-hmm. God. Say, Lord, I want to understand. Give me the revelation. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be numbed out. I don't mm-hmm. want to be distracted. I don't want to be sedated. I want to live my life. People are looking for ways to, to, to you know, release mm-hmm. the dopamine and sedate themselves without mm-hmm. living their life. It's very sad. Um, you know, it, what's going to happen? You know, our, our, the, the return of the Lord the return of Jesus Christ is is on the horizon, I believe. And it's really, like I said earlier, it is synchronized mm-hmm. to conclude and, and, and collide with the enemy's final attempt to be God, mm-hmm. to be to make us. He's, he's deceiving us into believing we could be as gods. And he's doing this through the transhumanism, through the, the, the cyborg, the singularity, um, the nanotechnology, uh, to get us to get, keep his promise back in the garden. He says to Eve, you will not die. Y- you know, I, you will be like God. Well, he is giving people uh, another option outside of the one Jesus gave us, the path to righteousness and eternal life through Jesus Christ, the path to do it, you know, through technology. Mm-hmm. To well, go. you think of, you know, the kids, <clears throat> we were talking about where, 
kids aspire to certain things, to be like a superhero, to be this. I mean, you know, like even, you know, you got Halloween coming up. Yeah. Lord well, help us with that. But we'll probably be talking more about that later. But um, the, what the kids will put on these different masks and costumes. And but you are agreeing admire, with the spirits you're, behind you're these admiring things. Admiring the, sup- the, the superhero. I want to be able to do something mm-hmm. beyond who I am. I want to be something other than who I am. And, and part of the hope of this, Marjorie, is realizing that, yes, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are an amazingly designed physically, spiritually, everything to be uh, in the likeness and image of God. And if we come into our, all this deception mm-hmm. is there to pull us away from our true purpose and our and true identity, calling. right? And we're, we're in, in what we, we, God knows we need enhancement and the enhancement that he gives us is through the word, Holy knowledge Ghost. of the word, yeah. and the empowerment, the endowment of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We're enhanced by the Holy Spirit. And this life it, that, that most Christians even miss mm-hmm. is a life that there is an exhilaration. Yes, there's war. Yes, there's battles. Mm-hmm. Yes, that we deal with all the things in the snake pit. But in the midst of that, there is the guidance of God. There's the power of God. There's opportunities every day to to breathe to to get to know to other be. people to show the love demonstrate the love of Jesus to uh, you know to, to see God working in many many ways even though we don't see him sometimes doing the things that we're really desiring like to really we think we want him to do these really big things but all along the line we can see the hand of God I, I would say that you and I every day we see something of the hand of God working. And health, something yeah. new, some opportunity, some hope that's there. And it's it's not a fantasy, it's something real because mm-hmm. it's brought be, it's brought to us by God, the one well, true living God. Part of the reason we can see this is because we're actually alive. Most mm-hmm. people are living and they're not alive because they're being disseminated, they're being dismantled by the, the works of darkness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the soul is being, I don't know, fractured, Mm-hmm. Uh, disconnected, disassociated, um, because there's so many lies that have been perpetrated all through history. All of history has been rewritten. The only way you're going to get this straight is to go back to the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Don't even go to a particular church denomination. Take those glasses off and read the Word of God for what it says, not the tainting coloring of a particular denomination, because more than likely you don't got the right denomination because there's really none particular denominations identified in the Bible as the correct one. And so this disseminating or dismantling of the soul, this taking apart of the human being, uh, we've been conditioned to believe, first of all, when we were born into the snake pit, snake pit to be the, the true identity of who we are, made in the image of God, has been obscured into believing that we are not a being but a doing and we are what we do. And so the snake pit and the demons of the snake pit, the God of this world sets us up to do things that we don't like and to feel alienated and guilty and angry and anxious and, uh, and, and afraid that God is mad at us because we've done things we don't want to do. And so this is where the conditioning starts. So we're, um, we're ever trying to take, you know, we wear ourselves out trying to fix ourselves, being responsible for the things that we've done or that have happened to us. And we, we, so we wear ourselves out to the point where we drop the whole thing and say, forget it. We don't want to take responsibility for Mm -hmm. anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so we we are actually systematically. This is system. This is this is an agenda. This is diabolical. Satan is very plotted out, very organized to separate us from the revelation and love of the heavenly Father. Yeah, well, we're in that revelation. That's 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 really a key. And these things come by revelation. Yeah, I mean, but you, we don't know we're loved. We we, we really you know, don't. Here's here's the deal. I mean, the the love of God sounds like you know to sell, tell somebody. God loves you. Okay, it, it, it's something that trite. It seems trite. It seems it seems trite. It's like really. really? They don't get. We don't get it. You well, know, God. Which God are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're so our our receptor sites for the love of God have been so plugged over with mm-hmm. grease and fat and junk and lies mm-hmm. that you know it's just like a battery post that's been so corroded you can't get the spark through it anymore. We've got this clutter has got to be cleansed away through the blood of Jesus Christ through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And you know because the Satan's he you know he's confused us about who we are and he's confused us about this issue of sin. So we feel guilty for sinning, we feel bad about sinning, we think we have to do something to get rid of it. 
And we've got that problem going on, not realizing that Jesus Christ already did everything, only what he could do to get rid of it and deal with it. And it has been taken care of. So now we can live freely, but we're so busy trying to get rid of that and feel good about ourselves that we don't realize that we are already are free. It's like Watchman, he said, we're struggling to get into a room we're already sitting in. And then you have the issue of depravity, the depravity of man, which wears us out again. Uh, You know, trying to get good, be good. And then we have introduced, Satan introduced evolution where we are now the descendants of monkeys. So we're trading our divinity for an animal nature and and, and actually to take away any kind of obligation or or, um, Mm -hmm. uh, responsibility or, or accountability, actually, to the Father God. Well, that, what you're saying is that, you know, the the idea about God, that there is a God even, has been, you know, debunked, not only um, either implicitly or overtly. Through clever arguments. Right, through clever arguments, through philosophy. But God already Paul, told Paul, us that would happen. Paul said, don't let anybody uh, Deceive carry you, you away mm-hmm. captive, take you prisoner. Mm-hmm. Through philosophy and well, vain deceit, go, after the rudiments yeah. of the world and not after Christ. So, so what happens is that, okay, if there is no God, you know, if we basically mm-hmm. Satan's thing is just try to erase the concept of of, of the God. true concept mm-hmm. of God, the true not just concept, the true re- reality, the revelation of God is who God is and the relationship that we have with Him mm-hmm. in. Amidst that, and along with that revelation, so then we say, you know, we're not accountable to anybody. We can do anything we want to do. But look where it's getting us. It doesn't matter, you know. Turn around. This path is is death. When I'm Mm -hmm. dead, I'm dead, and it's all over. It's done. That's not true. That's and that that would be a simple solution, but if that were a solution, but it's not. There is you live forever somewhere. Right, right. But I mean, the the idea is they're just kind of eat, drink, and be merry. Get all the. You know, the old beer commercial from years back used to be get all the gusto you can. In other words, just just go ahead and do your thing and, you know, somehow survive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes back to um, a survey people. that we did on a street about ma- many years ago in, in, the, in the, the streets of, of downtown a major city. And cro- whole, all the cross-section of people we talked to, from young to old to rich to poor, all races, all colors, social colors, yep. social economic levels. The one thing that he said, "What is life?" Well, that was a question. I mean, just kind they of a, couldn't answer it. Kind of a simple. They couldn't answer it, but basically, it was such a hard question. Honestly, that we had to change really, the question. It's really we tough. had to change the question to what is the most important thing in your life? Yeah. Because they couldn't answer the question, "What is life?" And that's just that. That's the whole point. The whole point is people cannot answer that question because they have no clue. Because they haven't been paying much attention. They've been listening too many to too many commercials, watching too many movies, going to too many uh, the opinions of others, and hearing too much doctrine dissemination in various churches, but. God said this. Well, you know, what, what they were saying too is not what, what, they couldn't answer what is life, so we changed it. The most important thing that they were the the, the goal of their life or the um, the the occupation of their life day after day was to survive. Well, it was to survive, and, and the most important Just, thing was their yeah. family. Well, but, survive and survive. But the family is family. also the the place of your greatest oh, pain. Yeah. But yeah. going back to Romans chapter one for just a minute. He said, um, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Hold it down. Don't want it. Because what may be made known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his in, in, invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So the creation is screaming absolutely to the glory and testimony of Jesus Christ. You know, if you if you drive down any road where you've got a little concrete under your tires and you've got a beautiful set of scenery along the side, you've got even the flowers in the ditches, you can see the contrast between, you know how the roads were built. Somebody got the concrete, the big trucks, the tar machines, the whatever, this and that, and they built these things and they labored and it was hot and sweaty and there were detours and delays and, and for the construction of these, you know, man-made things. And yet you look at God's creation, which kind of just 
comes up, it sprouts, it's there, it blooms. Nobody, nobody assigned the flowers their time to sprout and bloom and who is going to get what color and what time of the season you're going to show up. None of that has been legislated by anything except the hand of the creator. And yet we don't, we're so, again, so familiar with it, like the frog in the kettle, so used to it that we don't even, aren't even shocked by the difference, the contrast between the creation, which screams out the presence of God, the reality of, of our creator, God, that this is not an accident. You you know, either this whole thing is an accident or it's a conspiracy. And in the conspiracy, we have to know it's, a, it's the war between God and Satan for the souls of men. People are not, you're, you're being put to sleep. Get out of the kettle. Get back into the word of God and, and, and let yourself be shocked. Look at what's going, you know what? Most people, you know, could not handle the things that they don't even want to know about. They couldn't handle it. They sense they're there. They're too scary, too big, too frightening. I've just got to deal with my own. And they, they couldn't handle them because they're so locked up in their own anxieties or fears. They've got demonic activities going on, body of death operating systems going on inside their soul. They don't know what's going on, and they're just a mess. But you don't have to be a mess. That is not your fate. That is not what God, that's not the abundant life Jesus Christ gave to give, died to give you. He says, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Even in these perilous times, he said that those who know their God will do exploits. Um, mm-hmm. Where's that verse that well, talks about, uh, I know the perilous times, the scoffers in St. Peter. Peter, you know, walking after their own life. Yeah, I'll read the perilous times, you read the scoffer one. Because right. I think people are being seduced, sedated, deceived, and, and Satan is trying to get us to not, not, no, 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 don't go there, don't look at that, don't get too excited about all that. He, Thess- Thessalonians says that there's this Antichrist is coming. Timothy says there's perilous times coming. Um, hold on, yeah, right here, it's chapter 3 of Second Timothy. Listen, if this doesn't sound like your Twitter account and your Twitter news and your, and your uh, Fox news and your CNN news and, and whatever else you want to look at out there, if this doesn't describe that, then nothing, nothing's working for you. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Yes, times of stress. That's what it says. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents and th- unthankful and holy. So slow down. Whoa. They'll be lovers of themselves. They want to be their own gods. They like the vanity, uh, you know, lust, perversions, appearance, everything is about me, me, me. Um, lovers of money, greed, covetousness, boasters, blaspheming God, disobedient, disregarding parents, disrespectful, unthankful. It's, it's entitled, um, you know, uh, unloving, unforgiving, holding grudges, staying bitter, staying mad, pa- practicing witchcraft, getting even with one another, setting people up, call, calling them into court. Set, making lies about them and making them feel guilty or be guilty for what you've accused them of and you're the one who did it. Uh, without self-control, brutal. Yes, do we see these things in our way our people are, oh, the bloodshed and, and, the, and the, the absolute lack of shock and horror over the things, the atrocities that are committed, even against the innocent, those who, you know, we've been very desensitized by the bloodshed in the womb. We've been very desensitized by, by the pedophilia. And now these are, are going to be, they're going to get their rights next. I mean, we can, th- this is just the legislation of evil beyond evil. Mm-hmm. And so we have the perilous times, unloving, traitors, divisive. We're in a nation right now, the whole world. I mean, this thing, there's a reason for what America is going through right now. Number one is because we've given so much uh, credibility and time and uh, to the enemy. Yes. Yeah. And the other part of it is because Satan needs to remove America so that his plan can continue to go through for a gro- global one world order. And they're, they're saying on the dollar bill, uh, how does that go? Oval, oh, Norris, oh, Sukum, what is the, the uh, Latin? Out of, order, out of chaos order. Out of chaos order. So he's got to create a lo- enough chaos so that he can bring forth, forth the new world order. And what has happened is we are ignorant of this whole plot and we fall into it. And because we go back to there's no God, God does not exist. We've taken that that hope away from our children. We've taken that hope away from ourselves. We're sitting in our virtual reality. We don't care what's going on. We just want to just leave me alone. Don't mess with my food. And, And you know what? When your television doesn't work anymore, when the electricity shut off and you don't have your virtual reality, what what will you do? do? 
That's exactly. And well, we freaking panic and all, go find some all, Christian who maybe knows what's going on. All, all this, you know, all this stuff is is geared by the enemy. It's masterminded. It's geared by the enemy to to bring about you know deception, destruction, and control. It's all about control, and it's witchcraft. Yeah. It's witchcraft. It's Satan working to control and destroy mankind. He, Satan, is not our friend. He is working through political systems. He works to He's look like our friend. Educational institutions. He works through the media, through through churches, uh, all, every way possible to bring about his deception because he wants control and he knows if we're, our minds get so enamored away from the living God that he's that we will we will bring about our own destruction. Yeah. And that you know, and so here here's another thing too. You mentioned about this uh, scripture. It's in uh, yeah. Second Peter. He says, uh, um, "Beloved, now I write to you this second epistle, in in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of re- remem- reminder." He's writing to Christians here that you be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts. So, so there's scoffers, there's mockers, those things that challenge credit. Boy, I tell you what, we got scoffers today. We've got yeah. we've got filthy scoffers that are mocking and attacking, and and just just uh, vicious, contemptuous, of vicious, God. Yeah. contemptuous attacks, lies. Constantly, I mean, you see it not only in the political world, but you see it in the sports world. Even in the world of professional sports, there's more and more bizarre things going on in there. Attacks. There's no arena that's not affected. Right, no arena. Yeah, and and of course, churches. You got you know because that's been going on for a long time, division and gossip and splits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But walking according to their own lusts, according to their own desires saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Well, in a sense, there's no nothing new under the sun as far as the deception and cycles of life. But what what's happening is this is coming to an apex. This is coming to a climax mm-hmm. uh, with all those things. They And what... And, and Peter says, this they willfully forget that by the word of God by the word of God, the heavens of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. He's talking about the flood of Noah mm-hmm. yeah. upon you know, destroying the Nephilim and all the, the evil distorted creatures that there were in that day, mythical creatures, things that we see in our, our myths and pagan myths. And they had, those were real things, and, and God destroyed a whole bunch of them. There, most of them, at that time. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire mm-hmm. until the day of judgment, mm-hmm. perdition mm-hmm. of ungodly men. There is yeah. a day of judgment coming. Yeah. You know, n- nobody's yeah. getting by with nothing. Well, okay, uh, but for for now, it looks like it because what happens? You know, lack of justice. There are be- there are a lot of people that get exposed for great criminal behavior. Mm-hmm. But there's no punishment. There's no justice what? coming. And and but yeah. he said, um, the thing to remember in verse nine, uh, the Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing, not willing that, that any should, should perish, but, but that all should come, come to, to eternal repentance. eternal life. Yeah, it, it come to repentance. So this is this is. But this, this is, is exactly the oh. the kettle and the frog. This is exactly been on and on and on. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. days and days and years and years and centuries. Well, exactly. He said the time is going to come. The day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will mm-hmm. pass away with yeah. a great noise. The elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth mm-hmm. and the works that are in will be burned up. So the earth is is really, he said, it's it's become so defiled. Yep. In, in so many yep. things that we look at the earth, the natural beauty and so forth, but it's become so defiled, so demonized, so possessed yeah. by With evil, filth, so yeah. much bloodshed, so much deception, mm-hmm. so much idolatry, 
that God says, you know what? I just got to get rid of it. And, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. we have things in our house. After a while, they're no good anymore. They're worn out. They're done. They're broken. We just have to get rid of them. And that's what God's going to do. Well, and here we are. Here we are, human beings, individuals with an eternal life, a, a, a destiny. Right now, your life is an individual life. It's, but it's, there's, a, there's a net. There's a snare that's set for the whole human race. And we, what's our hope in the middle of this diabolical you know, clash, collision that's coming between, I guess it's an unavoidable clash coming between God and Satan? Where are you going to be? How are you going to survive this? What's this all about? Why am I being so afflicted, attacked? Why is my life falling apart? Why? So on two levels, we're talking actually, it's almost overwhelming. We're talking on two different levels. The, 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 the general disposition and endangerment of the human race. Right, right. And then uh, you're an individual caught in that net. You're the little fish that are caught in this big net with, with, a, with a million other little fish that are all going to get pulled up in this net and end up in the in the boat and in somebody's frying pan someday unless God intervenes and and we have God's promises to to help us but you it's not too late the the, the it's very actually very very simple the, the basics of life are very simple Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. I am the vine, you are the branch. And as the branch abides in the vine, it cannot help but be what the vine is. So your goodness, your righteousness, your hope, your thankfulness, your, your beauty, your everything comes out of your uh, abiding in Jesus Christ. Out of that relationship comes the fruits of righteousness, peace, and joy. Satan has made this process of, of righteousness about money, uh, about uh, indulgences, about work, stimulation, about entertainment, and or or just simply avoid the whole issue altogether because it's so complicated. And I'll go do my own thing and hope mm -hmm. it turns out okay in the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what what he concludes here, Peter, in that Second uh, Peter chapter three, with all these things. Okay, the earth's going to burn up. Okay, and the works in it are going to burn up. So it's going to all go poof. You know, and it's going to be incinerated. So okay, what's left? What really matters? He says, therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be, ought we to be, right? Mm -hmm. In all holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved and be on fire and the elements will melt with fervent, heat, with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a, a new, new earth, earth in which righteousness dwells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have to look beyond as as believers in Christ we have to look beyond this life okay the the great you know the great by and by but but the thing is right now we're living in this nasty now and now okay so in the midst of all this there is peace there is joy there is freedom that we have in the midst of this and so Jesus said I don't he didn't pray in John 17. Lord, just take, uh, God, Father, just take them take them out of the world because it's so bad, it's so nasty. And he said, no. He said, you're in the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. Mm -hmm. He says, don't take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. Evil one, keep actually. From the evil one. Keep yeah. them from the control of oh, the evil one. The in God of the, this world. In the midst mm -hmm. of this. So we're in the midst of this, but we're to be... Um, a shining lights in the midst of a crooked, Peter says, and perverse. A crooked and perverse nation. And Peter said on the, I think it was the day of uh, Pentecost, uh, or, or it was just right after that, he said, save yourselves from this perverse generation. Mm -hmm. In other words, so, so there is the hope that we have is in knowing Christ. It's in fulfilling the calling that he has for us. And, 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 and it's not that we're isolated, but in, we're insulated through the blood and power of Christ yes. to, to walk with purity and strength in the midst of all this. Well, he said, too, and there's going to be plenty of signs if you're looking. And yet he's given us signs already, and we've kind of brushed right past them. But, the, you know, in Luke and, and Mark and Matthew, he talks about the signs and the sun and the moon and the stars on the earth, the distress of nations with perplexity. 
and the seas and the waves roaring. Now, that sea could be the oceans and hurricanes, or it could be um, the actual masses of people. Right. Men's hearts failing them for fear from what, the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So, and then in Revelations, it talks about men who are wanting to die and can't die because of a certain, the releasing or the unleasing of the locusts from the, the pit, um, uh, the bottomless pit. There's, there's going to be things that are happening physically, mentally, emotionally that can happen now. They couldn't happen even in, back in 1988, but they can happen now because these, these technologies have so, uh, in, you know, uh, made it possible for us to to see and so witness these things. When he's talking about the locusts there tormenting men and stuff, and we're talking about basically we've got now that's basically drones. Yeah, the drones. Drones are that, tiny. They're, they're different. They're small drones. Yeah. There's bigger drones. Drones. Yeah. Then they can yeah. just come in and zero in on you. But 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 all these terrible things. They're coming. Yeah, the perplexity, the the confusion. I think that's a big one. Is confusion. When you're confused, you know, and even in your own ordinary day, when you're confused, you just go around in a circle, you get mad, frustrated, something's wrong. I don't know how to, you know, go forward, get this accomplished. And you can just bind that spirit of confusion and say, confusion, get out of this house. You don't have any right to be here. And then ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance and order in your day. Um, so the men's hearts will be failing them for fear. Um, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. But before that, he says in 34 of Luke, he says, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this world, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. You could add, we could add our own everyday words, but let not your heart be weighed down with entertainment, escapism, uh, ver- playing Nintendo video, video games, virtual reality, the cares of this world, uh, bills and burdens and, and uh, credit card debt and whatever, and, and get all taken up in that until the day comes upon you unexpectedly for you. It will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all those things that are coming to pass and to stand before the Son of God. And, you know, one of the biggest battles, and we haven't even mentioned this at all, is the the war to uh, destroy our humanness, our DNA. And we won't get into that today because obviously we've got about one minute left. But I want to just read a scripture that this war is on every level. The scripture is in Psalms 69. He says, um, the, the, the psalmist is praying for a petition for God to deliver him to draw near. He says, but as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, in the acceptable time, O Lord, in the multitude of your mercies, hear me in the truth of your salvation. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from those who hate me and out of the depths of the deep waters. Let, and let not the flood waters overflow me, nor let the deep swallow me up. And let not the pit shut its mouth on me. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies, and do not hide your face from me, from your servant. For I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw near to my soul and redeem it, because deliver me because of my enemies. And, and then he says, um, The humble shall see this and be glad, and you who seek God, your hearts shall live. For the Lord hears the poor and does not despise his prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him and the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build the cities of Judah, and they shall dwell there and possess it. Also the descendants of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell in it. There is an eternal home. There is a Zion, a place of promise, eternal life. And we're going there, and we're going through a few bumpy waters, rough waters, a a short amount of time compared to eternity. And it says all of those who will call upon the name of the Lord, I will deliver. Mm -hmm. This is Psalm 50, verse 15. So, Father God, we thank you for your promises of of being with us. You said you'd never leave us or forsake us. You said you'd go with us through our afflictions. You you have allowed us to see many things, insidious things that Satan has done, treacherous things he's done to your people, to your name, to your creation. And yet, Lord God, you are not at all uh, worried or anxious about what you're going to do. It's already been written, said, and done. It's mm-hmm. already finished. And so I pray that the people are hearing today will not become overwhelmed, but they will become comforted in the fact that you've got this. This is your problem. Even uh, giving us eyes to see it and discern it and not be deceived by it is 
up to you, Lord God. And I pray for that opening of revelation to your people, that you'll just wake them up all over this nation, all over this world, that you will wake all of us up yes. to the dangers, to the, uh, mm. um, uh, the activities, the attempts, the uh, objectives of Satan, that we will not be deceived, that we will not go down with those who he is consuming, Father. We will rise up. And you said in Daniel, those who know their God in that day will do exploits. Cause your people to rise up, wake up, get out of the kettle where they're being cooked, and do exploits in the name of the Lord God, the one true God. Yes, Lord, we, and we believe that you would open our eyes to see the opportunities that we have in these days, in these difficult days that you have told us about, you've warned us about. So you knew, you know the end from the beginning. And we thank you for letting us know, Lord, when we know these things, we're going to do what you say we're going to do, Lord God, what you've called us to do. And in the midst of all this, Lord God, open our eyes to see opportunities to show your love, to show your truth, to speak your truth, to rescue the perishing, like the old song says, and care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save. Help us to live in that realm, Father, in the midst of all this. We pray, Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our coming King. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.